This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to bring you a message today that we have set as the theme of our church for the year. It's an important message. It's something I began to minister to our staff on last month and have been preparing it for the Sunday I felt that God wanted us to bring this to you. It's entitled, Kiss the Wave. I was reading a, a, a book and, and I read of how a song was written and it's been stuck in my heart ever since. Father, before I read your word today, I pray that you will speak to us clearly. God, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Today, O oh God, I pray, according to your goodness, that you will reveal truths that are long hidden to us mere men and women who walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you have done and you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 26, beginning in verse number 1, says, In that day, now listen to me, if your faith is only in the future, then there's a problem. Sometimes your faith has to come rushing into your present. In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous and allow the faithful to enter. You will keep in perfect peace. Somebody needs that. Let's say, you will keep in what? Oh, that's half of it. You will keep in what? Perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always. Now hold on now. Trust in the Lord when? Always. always. Now some of you will have in your Bibles a different tag for this end of this verse. But most of you that have a study Bible will find a T there on that verse that will show you there's a deeper translation than the word everlasting that is used in most of these translations. You will find that we have done uh, for you this morning displayed on the screen, we have done this for you, we have uh, uh, taken that translation and brought it on into the passage that would be as close to accurate as possible. Trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is the what? Rock of ages, oh rock of ages, cleft for me. Now we've had an interesting week of weather here in our nation this week. How many of you have frozen at some point this week? How many of you have burned up at some point this week? Anybody have a moment like I had yesterday? I got up and it was freezing cold, so I put on far too small of a t-shirt and put on way too big of a coat that within an hour, they could not be separated from each other. But within an hour, 
I needed to make a change. Why? Because something was up with our weather. You know, there was somebody who had asked me to consider stopping by and seeing them for something they needed me to see. It would have taken a little bit of travel this last week if it had been possible. And and, and if I had been able to do that, then they said, please don't because uh, of the ice storm that's impending. Our missionaries there in San Antonio, Texas, that are based out of there this week without power, cooking on their grill as the thousands and thousands have been infected by sudden storms. Storms have a way of hitting you when you don't know they're coming. Now the year was 1762, and all of a sudden, on an unexpected trip, on an unexpected night, on an unexpected stormy scene, a man by the name of Reverend Am Toplady was traveling. I can only imagine the means of travel that he must have had in 1762, but somehow during his travels, a massive storm began to rage. As he went down the road, suddenly the torrential rains began to hit, and then there was wave after wave of devastating wind that began to rock the way that he was traveling. And as he began to rock the way that he was traveling, suddenly he knew that he needed to seek rescue. And refuge. So he abandoned his mode of transportation and fled to a rock that he saw. You can still visit that rock today, and there there's a small and humble plaque that says, It was here in the cleft of this rock that Top Lady wrote, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. I feel like this stormy season is representative for so many of our lives from last year and the beginning of this year. Do you ever feel like a series of waves just keep coming, swell after swell, that leave you disoriented and just trying to find your feet? As soon as you think you've recovered, boom, here's another wave. In the earlier service today, we had to stop the service and pray for a family that has lost so many family members they don't even know which way it's going due to different tragedies over the last few weeks. As I see this tragedy after tragedy, have you ever noticed sometimes people will make a statement like this, not trying to bring validity to it, but people will make a statement that sometimes when you have one occurrence of somebody passing, that it will come in a wave. Different things happen in our lives that happen in waves. And as we're dealing with these things, we're just trying to find our feet, and we have to understand that a wave, by definition, we, we can imagine there are many different things, but a sudden occurrence or an increase in a specified phenomenon, a feeling, or an emotion. So in other words, it seems like the same thing is happening to you over and over again. Anybody ever been there? It seems like you're dealing with the same emotions over and over again, anybody else know what I'm talking about? It seems like there are things that you can't control that keep coming against you over and over. They come in synonyms of the word wave and, and a flow, a rush, or a surge at times. Now listen to me. Somebody said, Pastor, you of course wanted to go last week down to, down to Florida because the beach is near that campus. Anyone who knows me knows the beach is not God's plan for my life. 
I asked you this before. How many of you are beach people? May I see your hand? How many of you are mountain people married to a beach person? All right. I get it. I understand it. Anybody lucky enough to be married to the same? Come on now. But uh, uh, All right, a few of you. Well, you just haven't been through enough travels yet to discover. But listen to me. There, when I say going to North Florida is not always the beach, trust me. It was colder there than it was here. Rainier there than it was here. I didn't even see a beach. But can I tell you, that didn't bother me one ounce. I'm not a great fan of the beach. Do you know the best way to enjoy the beach, in my opinion? From whatever floor your condo is on. <laughs> With the air condition turned down as low as possible because somebody else is paying for it. Come on. <laughs> and watching the waves crash from the balconies. The only time that that is not enjoyable is when you take your four-year-old grandson to the beach with you and you're doing everything you can to keep him off of the balconies and trying to go over the balconies into the waves. Then I end up where I don't want to be, in the wave. As I go into the wave and I began to try to act like a super grandpa or whatever, I'm down there and, and I'm trying just to stay standing. But wave after wave, and I've got to keep my footing because I'm trying to keep him safe. I've got to keep my focus because I'm trying to keep him who has no fear from going too far, going beyond. And it seems that it never fails that I get knocked down by the waves. Now, let's just be honest. I don't get up as easy as I used to. But it, you can imagine the scene. I'm trying to get up. I've got him trying to hold his head above the water. So it means that my head is not above the water. I'm trying to get out of the waves. Let me just stop and say that may sound silly, but I feel like some of you have been living that way this year. You've just been trying to keep things out of the water long enough to keep them moving, to keep them going. And wave after wave after wave just keeps knocking you down. Now, sometimes we've got to deal with reality, folks. Most of us think, I can handle it. I'm good. All's good, you know. Hang loose, dude. No. You've got the wrong image of yourself on a wave. Some of you have this, you know, Hawaii Five O image of yourself. You know, you're gonna you're gonna surf in on the wave and then go save the whole island. You kind of envision this is how you ride the waves. Oh, he's still going. Considered this is considered like one of the greatest wave rides in history, right here. And it goes. And it goes, and it goes. How many of you, that's the way you imagine yourself? Can I just be real honest with you? I don't think many of us can do that, or we wouldn't be here, we'd be on the surfing tour. But I think most of us look more like this.
There we go. Look, he got it. He's got it. He's got it. Oh. Okay, let's put them out of their misery right there. Thank you. All right. The reality is most of us think we can ride the waves, but the truth is that most of us end up trying to balance and find ourselves being overtaken by the storm. So what do we do when the waves hit us? Can I tell you, it seems like the waves always hit us at the most inopportune times. It seems like they try to take us out at the wrong moments of our lives. They asked one of the greatest preachers of all time, his name was Charles Spurgeon, they asked him, they said, why do you uh, become so overwhelmed with waves of depression? Charles Spurgeon would preach seven times a day, sometimes every day of the week, and as he would preach to the largest church on the planet really at that time, they would find him then uh, expecting him to show up to preach, and he wouldn't show up to preach because instead he would be found in a fetal position under so much depression that he could not move. And finally, after he seemingly had beat the odds and had come through one of the darkest periods of his life, they said to him, how have you survived this that you have been through? And these are his words. He said, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. I have learned to embrace the thing that scares me as a thing that reminds me that life is not about walking through valleys of praise and life is not about walking through environments where everything seems perfect that life rather should remind me that though it be the good times or the bad times though it be raining it be shining though I be up or I be down the only thing that really matters is the rock that is higher than we are and we should run to the rock in Jesus name You see, it's the challenges of your life that allow us the opportunity to know Christ in deeper ways and to become more like Him in the process. I mean, you know, it's not easy to be like Jesus. You see, challenges are where we find ourselves holding to the rock of ages. It's when we find ourselves holding on to the rock of ages that we grow the most in our lives. It's when we are really having to pay the price to be who God's called us to be, that we grow the most. So instead of saying, God, have you forgotten me? We should learn to say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? That most of us lose sight of how bad the storm can be until we're in the middle of it. One of the silliest things that people say to me when I take them on tours of Israel will be out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee on an old wooden boat, and they will say this to me. They will say, oh, can you imagine the scene? Would you not have liked to have been here when Jesus calmed the storm? And I said, no. I would not have liked to have been in the storm. Because we have this romanticized picture of the storm because we've seen the other side. But Matthew 8.23 says this, says, then Jesus got into the boat and he started across the lake with his disciples and suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. Sometimes in our lives, it seems like we're going to go under. 
And Jesus was nowhere to be found, they thought. He's asleep. I know you've never felt like God was absent. Or maybe I'm preaching to the right crowd. The disciples went and woke him, shouting, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. Now, can I just stop there for just a moment and say, no, I don't want to think I'm going to drown. I don't want to see the storms of life. I don't like when I feel like I cannot catch my breath. Jesus responds to them, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Can I just be honest with you? It's the storms that make me see who I really am. You see, you have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. I've preached this verse now in all the other services and taken quite a bit of time here, but I feel like the point is made in this service that we need Jesus in this hour more than it seems any hour before. But can I be honest with you? We needed him when we were born. We need him now. We'll need him when we cross over. What we need is Jesus all along life's journey. But what you need also are storms that will reveal who you are and who he really is. But most of us don't want to stay in the storm. We want to take refuge from the storm. We want to get out of the storm. As a matter of fact, I was on a boat once and, and in the middle of a storm, and I want you to know as much as God himself speaks to me, the enemy showed up and spoke straight to me. And he said, where is your faith? The Bible says that you will do greater things than these. So why don't you calm this storm? And I did not do anything spiritual. I did not say, the word of God says... The wittiness of the moment came out of me and I said, because if I calm this storm, this stupid captain's going to keep this boat out in this ocean. I wanted the land. I wanted the surety. Sometimes in our lives we are desperate to stand upon the land. I had had an image of myself on a deep sea fishing trip catching a marlin. Come on now. Nobody enjoys that. Instead, I was holding a bucket, bruised and bloody from a storm. I wanted off the boat. But God said, let me teach you in the storm. Because as horrible as that experience was, I have never forgotten the moment that God brought me through the storm I thought that was going to topple boat. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Before you rebuke the storm, you must accept it. Some of you are running around 
trying your best to cast everything away from your life when you need to understand that what, what happened. You know what? I, one of my favorite parts of the fact that when Jesus comes walking on the storm, the Bible says they rode and they rode trying to get to where they wanted to go. But the minute that Jesus stepped into the boat, the minute that Jesus was glorified and they realized who he was, he, they were immediately where they needed to be. That's the beauty of the storm. Instead of denying the storm, trying to ignore the storm, trying to hide from the storm, trying to run from the storm, we must confront the storm. Oh, let me just put it to you this way. You must confront the facts about the storm with unwavering faith. Now, I would like to tell you that everything in my life was perfect, but most of you know I'll tell you that it is not. Is my new grandbaby good-looking little boy? Yes, he is. Thank God he favors his mother more. Come on now, amen. But listen to me. Much as I love what God has already done, this morning I did not have the words to help my family. You see, all I can do is speak peace and faith. But when my little girl awakened to her child in NICU, looking like it had regressed backwards. More tubes and more breathing things. She didn't need daddy's words of faith. She needed mama's facts from having worked in that NICU. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Sometimes you just need the facts. Sometimes you need to stop letting the waves determine who you are. You need to stop allowing the feelings and the emotions to drive your life. And what you need to do is realize the facts. Because when we face the facts, we realize that God is still God and He's still faithful and He's still bringing us through. Do you know why the facts help us? When she spoke the fact to her, it became a portal to her faith. You see, facts become the portal to our faith. Somebody said, don't claim it when you're sick. And I said, please don't be one of those people who come up to me, let me just say this, with pink eye, going, no, I don't claim it in Jesus' name. I'm going to go, well, I see it and I know it and I'm not getting it. Can I get an amen for that? I don't want it. I realize what it is. And because I know what it is, I know what I need to do. Am I making sense? When you know what the real issue is, most of the time we never get to the real issues of our lives. If we really get to, so the problem is our past tells us how to translate our present and we become a, a struggle at dealing with our past and it invades our present and, and we remember yesterday the wrong way and we don't really see what, what's really happening in our lives and we're living a, a lie and it undermines our ability to find refuge from the storm. And it leaves us stumbling to stand as wave after wave will boil over us. You see, can I tell you something today? If you are a person of faith, the storm will be quieted. Let's say it again. If you are a person of faith, you will see that faith still quiets 
the raging storm. And can I tell you this? Faith still brings healing to the sick, even when they know they're sick. It's because of the faith that they have that in spite of their sickness, that God's still God. You see, some things you cannot deny. But can I tell you, I don't care. My goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit what I'm about to say to you. I want you to get this with all this in you. I don't care how strongly it seems the facts are settled in concrete in your life. I don't care if they're made out of steel. I don't care if they're made out of titanium or whatever it is that seems indestructible. Can I tell you, death has the whole, has a grip that is not breakable. And they had taken Lazarus and laid him in a tomb for four days. The titanium grip of death had a hold on him but when the resurrection power of Jesus Christ walked up to the grave it did not matter what had been settled by fact what mattered was that he said I am the resurrection and the life and he that has faith and believes in me though he were dead yet shall he live you see faith enables us to face whatever we're facing I read this to our staff I think it's important for us all today Two people encounter the same obstacles, yet they both come out very different. One person will own their pain while the other person is owned by it. One person becomes better while the other becomes bitter. What is the only difference? And the thing is they all have the same choices. What is the only difference? Kissing wave. If I allow myself to rage against the storm, then I will never find the hope of confidence in Him. If I allow myself to be swayed by life's storms, I will never know the hope of His endured calling. Now, here's the way I do my notes. It's amazing how many pastors say to me, would you send me your notes? And I said, don't you understand that they are grammatically incorrect? And they, I said, I have to write them as a speaker, not as to you know, be read. And I said, we just want your notes. And I'm like, why? Because we want to see the system. What system? Well, I, here's the system. I'll give you a glimpse in the system. Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, I underlined this and bolded it. When I underline something and bolden it, it means this is the crux of what you're trying to say. What you think you've been rowing against is not really the enemy. It is simply what God is using to teach you in the middle of your storm. Through faith, if you'll face the pain, it, listen to me, it will form you by faith and will stop the pain from forming you. Rock of ages 
cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Mid the shadows and the floods and the storms and the emotions and the problems and the families and all the things we deal with. Do you know what would happen if you were caught in a tornado on that same road from 1762 today? Do you know? You could still go to that rock and climb inside it. That rock is still there. And it still stands. There are monuments of faith all over our lives. David, Jonathan said one point, meet me at the rock. Meet me at the rock. When you don't know what else to do, may I invite you, meet me at the rock. The everlasting rock. The rock of ages. That still stands. Why does it still stand? Well, that's just mere mere rock and earth but the rock that I'm talking about is the same yesterday today and forever rock of ages cleft for me let me hide myself in thee would you stand with me in this place today Do not take for granted the great honor to speak to you today. I am blessed beyond measure for the many that will tune in and are tuning in now, for the for those that will be listening, those that will be watching in their homes, be able to tell whatever way I take every single one of you. This is an honor. This has not been an oration for simply your edification. It has been a challenge that you might remember in the middle of your storms, there's one higher. There's one greater. When life keeps knocking you down, there's a firm place that will help you stand. Because the rock of ages will never be moved. Bow your heads with me today. God is faithful. God is good. With every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, let me ask you today, if you need this message, needed this message today, can I see your hand right overwhelming majority of people in this room, even put that down. I do not remember the name because it was a very quick meeting, but in the last service, a family came up to me the first time they'd ever been in this church, and they said, Pastor, you will never know how much you've obeyed God. They said, we are here because we lost our home in the hurricane, and we don't have anywhere else to go. 
I don't care what has been trying to destroy you. He is faithful. He is just. And you don't need anywhere else to go when you have Jesus. He is your help in your hour of trouble. I want to ask something I haven't asked in any of the other services today. If you're here and you'd say, Pastor, I haven't been hid in the rock of ages. I have been living for myself. I've never trusted Jesus Christ to be my Savior. I Maybe you did a long time ago, but you haven't been serving Jesus in the last decade or years of your life, or days, months even. You know you've abandoned the cause and you want to reestablish your faith in Christ. Either one, first time or reestablishment. And you would say, now you want to step into the grace that the rock of ages offers. Can I just see your hand right where you are? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you hands literally all over this place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What a response. This is what the Word says, that if we will declare by faith the fact that we are a sinner, believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and declaring that He is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead, we would be born again. So we're going to declare that together corporately. This is not something to let go by in a simplicity of a moment. This is sacred. And in the sacredness of this moment, I want you to honor what God is doing. Pray with me now, collectively as a body, with these probably 12, 13 or so that have responded in this service alone. Pray with me now. Jesus, by faith, I confess I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And in Jesus' name, I repent of my sins. I believe you came for me. You died for me. And now you live forevermore. And by faith, I declare from this moment forward, God is my Father. Heaven is my home. And Jesus is my Savior. Father, I thank you for what you are doing with the many present, the many that are responding where they are. I thank you, God, that you are the ever-present help in the day of trouble. Thank you, Father, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Father, we love you. I pray for everyone facing a storm. Lord, I pray and I point. I pray that you will remind them and I point them now again myself that they will ever run to the rock of ages. In Jesus' name, amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.